Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us and starting your weekend here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our Great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House or perhaps to the walk-up window over there on University Drive or perhaps at Brupolo in Tupelo. Be weird if Brupolo was in, you know, Laurel. Pascagoula. Yeah, Bruce Cagula. That, that Bru- actually might oh, be pretty on. good. I want to let's crowdsource it. Bruce Cagula. Or Pascabrugla. Bruce Cagula. Bruce Cagula. We'll yeah. go with it. We'll go with it. We, it. That goes with, you know, Brewport and Bruluxy down there. Uh, anyway, and if you're wherever you live in our fine state, or in this country for that matter, you can get Strange Brew Coffee shipped right to your door. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on the counter at your house, they've got a coffee for it, including if you've got a Keurig, the K-Cups continue to fly off the shelves. Order some today. It's time to get back to Duty Noble starting today. And that means you need to show up looking your best. Right, this is not this is not some podunk, you know, stadium. You know, it's not like we've got a big dumpster in right field or something. You gotta show up looking the part. All right. And you start you doing that by heading over to College Corner. Grab some new maroon and white merchandise from the biggest and best selection of it in all of central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, they're in Flowood by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegehornerstore.com. Going to be some great weather this weekend here in Starkville. Clear, cool. Time to head out to the patio over at Humble Taco. Grab a margarita or maybe a, one of their great craft beers. Grab a couple of their incredible tacos that you can't get anywhere else and enjoy a fine meal at Humble Taco. It's Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. If you haven't been there yet, you are missing out. Check it out, Humble Taco. Want we'll to make a quick and easy decision for lunch that's good? Go to Firehouse Subs. They got locations in Starkville and Oxford, Flowood and Madison, Columbus and Tupelo, and they make it so easy for you with the Firehouse Subs app. Just place your order, walk in, and get out. Lunch is not a time to dawdle. You can't wait around. Get it and go with Firehouse Subs and pile up the reward points. You'll be eating free subs faster than you can think. If you are within the sound of my voice, you have made it to opening day. Congratulations. Robbie Falk, we have... We have survived the treacherous pass of basketball, and we will uh, we will now move forward into the glorious gloriousness glorious. Oh, you perked up for that yeah. uh, for baseball, which is I, a serious sport. Yes, not to be enjoyed. That's right. Dave Van Horn nailed it. There should be no fun in baseball, and his team is one of the only ones. That are taking this seriously. I agree. There's there's been no chirping in the dugout. 
towards the other dugout from Arkansas ever. Ever. Not they don't do life. bat flips. They don't. They don't tweet out things from their official account that would be disrespectful to the other team. Never. And you know the only other team that, that also follows that same principles? I can't wait to hear. The one coached by Kevin O'Sullivan. Can you believe that? You Only two teams in this conference do it the right way. Arkansas with Dave Van Horn, who did not get into a verbal spat with his former assistant coach, Tony Vitello, after a game. And then Kevin O'Sullivan, who did not come after Mississippi State and uh, do the gator chomp after they beat them in a Super Regional. Neither one of those coaches have ever done anything that would remotely be close to douchebaggery or... Uh, doing something the wrong way. They follow the they follow the code of eth- ethics in baseball. Let me tell you something right now. I could have bought into everything Dave Van Horn said if he hadn't tried to sell me on Kevin O'Sullivan being the do it the right way guy. Well, I couldn't have bought into anything he said. No, no, I would have let that it. guy has that guy has chirped back at the other dugout. I would have let career. it all slide, all of it, if he hadn't tried to say that Kevin O'Sullivan. This is a day I wish John Cohen was still coaching. Oh. Because he'd tell you what he thought of Kevin O'Sullivan. And Dave Van Horn, and probably. And Dave Van Horn, probably. Oh, I, I just, I, I don't want to hear any of the. the oh. You, d- you don't do anything Co- different than anybody else. Somebody get Cohen a baseball cap, some shades, and a pullover, and put him in the dugout, just so I could interview him about these comments. I just, it just irritates me to <laughs> no end when a coach has that kind of hypocritical take. Arkansas leads the country in bat flips. Yeah. Their their Twitter account is hits next level savagery. Yeah. And that's okay. Which I'm fine with. That is okay. That's fun. But don't come back to me and talk about okay. Baseball is a fun game. Enough. Enough. Let's we got let's let's, let's move forward. I just I, it's incredible. Kev, Dave Van Horn and Kevin O'Sullivan both irritate me though in when they do stuff like that. Why don't this. you marry him? All right, enough. Jeez. All right. I'm guessing he's talking about he's Tony Vitello. He's talking about Vitello, and I think he's also talk, he's talking about the first series. That was Alabama last year. They did the same thing? Well, I mean, I guess. He said it was the first series. I mean, I, how much do I keep up with Alabama baseball? Was that, I thought this was recent. Was that, was that last? Was that an old clip? No, I think he made these comments today. Okay. But he, he was referring back to last season. Okay. I mean, I, I don't even understand... Yeah, what brought what 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 prompt? I want to. He said something. You know about, what I need? I need the question. He said something about. I appreciate those comments. I was guess. I'm guessing he's talking about O'Sullivan. Maybe O'Sullivan made I comments. Know. I don't know where how it got. What we Have got these two point. agreed? Like, hey, let's both talk about how great we are, and we we don't. Yeah, we we don't do anything wrong. Let's let's talk about how we respect the game. Yes. No. I, after that series last year, when Christian Franklin was saying, "This is my." Whatever he said after he hit the home run, I, I tweeted out the video, um, and you know we we had we had the tweet from Arkansas baseball <laughs> after the game, the best ballpark in the country or whatever mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the uh, capitalized words mm-hmm. and all that. After that, I, I don't want to hear anything else from Arkansas person about how they <laughs> respect rippy, the game. Rippy, no place for shenanigans here, which is precisely why we place a wild pig in a metal cage, laying on hay and eating pig food outside our stadium before games. <laughs> 
Well, let's move forward. Let's get away from the ranting. Let's talk about Mississippi State baseball. First and foremost, I want to thank everybody who made our show today at Diddy Noble Field such a great success. Uh, this guy in front of me, not notwithstanding, had a, a great conversation with Robbie earlier today. I'll talk with Bart Gregory. He'll be on the call for all the games on uh, TV this weekend for the SEC Network or SEC Network Plus. Everett Kennard, the legend, showed up, had some great stuff to say, some great stories to tell us. And then Coach Scott Foxhall uh, as well. All those uh, interviews should be available on our Super Talk YouTube channel. You can search for it there, or uh, I'll retweet them as they get uh, taken care of. But today, I also want to thank Anna Claire Thomas, the baseball SID, uh, for helping me set everything up this, this these past couple weeks. And a lot of extra work for her you know, at the busiest time of the year. So, I, I, Obviously, Robbie, you know my, my, my knowledge of the Long Beach State team is limited. But I do know this. When you're a West Coast team, you almost always make your money pitching and defense. Mm-hmm. You know, For them to be a good hitting team is kind of a plus. Last year they were a pretty good hitting team. 283 as a team. Uh, they hit 45 home runs as a team. Uh, they were led by Connor. I, I'm going to mess this up. It's K-O-K-X. I think that's some weird version of Cox. You know, I, 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 okay, calm down over that. But he had 366 on the year. Uh, Chase Luttrell. 316. Uh, and then the rest of the, you know, from what I can tell, the guys that are come back, they've got some young guys. They don't have a whole lot of, of, of proven guys. On the mound, uh, we saw their, uh, their um, rotation earlier this week, or I'm sorry, earlier today. Uh, that's going to be Luis Ramirez starting on Friday. Um, Saturday is Marquez Johnson. And then uh, Sunday, Waron Watts Brown. Of that group, only uh, Ruiz pitched last year. I'm sorry, Ramirez pitched last year. Luis Ramirez pitched last season. He was 4-4 four and four on the year with 11 starts, 4.27 ERA, 65 innings pitched, 58 strikeouts, 25 walks, batters hit 255 against him. Uh, their strength is in the back of their bullpen. They have a, a Golden Spikes Award watchlist player in their closer, Devereaux Harrison. How a player whose name is D-E-V-E-R-E- AUX got away from LSU. I'll never know. But Devereaux Henderson last year, three and one in eighteen appearances, one point five seven ERA, ten saves, uh, forty two strikeouts and thirty four innings. Teams only hit one seventy five against him. So an interesting situation there. You know, last year it was Mississippi State with the lights out closer. This year, State's got to try to figure out who the closer is. If you get into the late innings with uh, with Long Beach, that's the guy who's coming in to sort of to nail things down. As a team last year, 3.75 ERA uh, for the Dirtbags. Teams hit, I love saying that, by the way, for the Dirtbags. Dirtbags, yeah. 233 uh, <clears throat> hitting, our, our teams hit against them. Pitching and defense, I mean, fielding their fielding percentage is 977. It's pretty good. That's really good. That's really good. So, you know, and talking to Bart Gregory, who obviously has done a lot more research than you and I because he's got to call these games on television. He, thought, he said, you know, this is a team that they, they, they force a lot of ground balls. Uh, that, that you know they, they that you're not. It's going to be tough to put balls in play. It would have been easy on on Thursday because the wind was blowing out of the stadium at 50 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Today on Friday, he said it's supposed to be blowing in, so it could be a pitcher's duel. And in that case, you know, assuming Landon Sims isn't going to mess it up, you got to like Mississippi State's chances in this opener. Well, it's going to be really interesting because uh, I think Ramirez is is going to be a really tough challenge for mm-hmm. Mississippi State. He's got a good uh, pitch mix. I know he's got a good fastball, but he's also got a sinker that's going to get a lot of ground ball outs, I think. And he did that a lot against State the first time that they played a couple years ago. He pitched against Mississippi State and threw, I think, seven innings, gave up only a couple runs. State had some trouble getting big hits off of him. 
Um, you know, last year's ERA was a little bit higher, but um, still a successful season for him. Um, he's not a guy that's going to strike out a ton of a ton of batters, but he gets out. He's a, he's effective, and that's really what matters. It's not about the strikeouts. If you're getting if you're getting good outs like ground outs and weak contact and things like that, I, I think you're going to be really effective for nine innings, especially if Mississippi State's getting that weak contact on him and he's able to keep that pitch count relatively low. But Friday is going to really, I think, kind of set the, the tone for the weekend for both teams. If Long Beach is able to come out and they get six or seven innings from him and then they turn it over to one guy out of the bullpen and then they get to their closer – then they're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Um, but State can can possibly do that too if they can get five or six innings out of Landon Sims. So big first game, I think, and then you start to really see as this weekend goes on the depth of the two teams' bullpens. I think that's going to be key. I don't, I don't know if we're going to see a ton of offense from Long Beach. They didn't hit a, a lot of home runs last year, mm-hmm. 45 home runs. Yeah. I mean that's that's not that's the best teams. But, There's not a lot of pop out there sometimes. But at the same time, they only they really only play like thirty something games. Forty three games. Forty three games. Yeah, well, that's not a lot think of games. About California COVID restrictions yeah. and everything. They probably weren't able to play the first month of the season. Yeah. Guess, so, so I mean, I mean, but still not a still not a ton of home a runs. Device here, you know. But um, you know, usually those West Coast teams are playing in bigger ballparks, um, against really good pitching. So uh, you're not going to see a a lot of home run numbers from some of those teams, with the exception of teams like Arizona, who had a lot of power last year. But this is going to be a, a a really good measuring stick for where Mississippi State is right now. And I don't think you can can freak out one way or the other if Mississippi State sweeps or if they they lose a series or something like that. I don't think this is something to to really take a lot from. But it's a good measuring stick start for Mississippi State to kind of see where they are right now and whether or not they need to adjust going down the line. I, I think that this team, Long Beach, is going to have the experience on the mound in their rotation. State has some good pieces with Casey Hunt and, and Cade Smith, but we just haven't seen enough from those two to know what we're getting on Friday, on Saturday and Sunday. And then Landon Sims is having his first start of uh, this weekend so mm. it's really going to be uh, it's, it's going to be a good time to see where Mississippi State is and especially with these three starters I, I don't think this rotation is set in stone by any means no no, but no chance of that we can see what Casey Hunt and Kate Smith have right now yeah. and that's I think that's good yeah. I, I you'd much rather see this than Mississippi State play Murray State in a three-game series yeah and just pulverize me you don't, really I mean, you know don't learn you anything from yeah. that and that's what John Cohen used to do is play some of those teams early to kind of yeah. – and I'm not taking a shot at Cohen, but that was his yeah. – he, he he liked to play those he teams early. He wanted to get momentum early. going early. L- Lamonis is a little different. He's, yeah. he's playing some really good talent early in the season, which I think is really good for teams. To answer our own question, so last year Mississippi State played its first SEC game on March 19th mm-hmm. at LSU. That was when uh, Long Beach played their first game. Yeah, so they didn't they play the first month of the season. Basically, did did they not play very many non conference games? Uh they played. I'll tell you three. Oh, they played. They played a. Oh, they played a series at Hawaii. I bet that was fun. And so is it four? They played four games at Hawaii. One, 
I don't know what I'm missing there. Anyway. State used to play like Muscle. five games Hell, in Hawaii, Hawaii or something. Hawaii might be in their conference, to be totally honest with you. So Remember, State used to go to Hawaii and play did. like several several games over they there. They did back in the, in the 80s. Yeah. Um, we talked. You mentioned the rotation there. We were a little surprised to see Casey Hunt in yep. that rotation. I think we both thought Fristo would have an opportunity there. Well, I had Walling, you had Fristo. That's right. So we were both right. wrong. Yeah. So why Casey Hunt then? I just think he's proven that he can. He's they're they're giving him his shot. I mean, he's probably been one of the more consistent pitchers that Mississippi State has had in the off season. Um, I thought he had a, a good fall, and judging by the stats, seems to have had a a solid spring as well. He's just pitching it well right now, and I think that they're they're just giving him his opportunity here. And this is one of those situations where a lot of guys they just it just clicks for them uh, by their third year. We've seen it at Mississippi State with a lot of a lot of players over the years, and you're hoping it's clicking with Casey Hunt here in year three for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's we've seen some electric stuff from him last year. He pitched in Texas, and mm-hmm. I thought that um, he showed some really good stuff there. But we just didn't get a chance to see him much throughout the season, and he hit a, he hit kind of a proverbial freshman wall because it, it really was his freshman year last year. He only threw one game in 2020, so last year was really like his freshman year, and this year is kind of like a sophomore year, even though it's year three, which is good for Mississippi State because you still got a young guy out there, but he's he's been through now three years with the program, and you you should be seeing uh, return on investment here with him and uh, I think he's got plenty of uh pitches and um the stuff behind that those pitches to be effective for Mississippi State if he's throwing strikes and that's the same thing with with uh Cade Smith the key to those guys is throwing strikes not walking guys not giving away free passes and attacking the zone and that's going to be the key for a lot of these Mississippi State pitchers this year if they are throwing strikes and they're not giving away free passes this should be another good Mississippi State pitching staff. And you and I both know that we're going to see a lot of pitchers this weekend. Yes. Nobody's going to get overextended. Nobody's going to, to pitch. I would be surprised if any of the starters got past the fifth inning. I would be surprised if anybody threw more than, you know, 60 pitches, maybe 70 at tops. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that would they would have to be in a really good groove to, to get to that number. So guys like Preston Johnson will play a role this weekend. Stone Simmons. Parker Stinnett. You know, they got to figure out who the closer is going to be. Stinnett's going to be one of the options there. I think Walling is going to be maybe on the back end for right now. Mikey Tepper, we've talked about a lot. Casey Hunt's a guy we thought could be in that mix, but now he's at the front of the rotation. Here's what you might want to see on Friday: five innings from Sims, and only like a, a run or something given up, mm-hmm. and then Brandon Smith possibly coming out of the pen, maybe Preston Johnson, somebody like that, uh, for for an inning or two. And then steal an inning from somebody else, maybe Cam Tuller or somebody like that, and get it to the ninth inning to your closer, whoever that may be. I have no clue who it's going to be at this point. Stone Simmons, Parker Stinnett, Andrew Walling, I don't know. I I have no clue who it's going to be, but this week is probably going to be an opportunity to try to find that guy. And they're probably going to have – if all three games are down to the wire – in the ninth inning or something, or the eighth inning, you you might see three different guys get the opportunity to close mm-hmm. out a ball game. And, and another thing that you know, if you go back and listen to what Scott Foxall had to say today on on Sports Talk Mississippi, he said, you know, he sort of looked back to the state's first weekend last year where Landon Sims went, I think, four innings, 
and 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 that's how he closed out the game. There could be some opportunities like that where you you know, Sims gives you five five innings, five and a third, and somebody like Preston Johnson or Simmons or, or whoever just comes in and they just let them roll and, until they you know until they, they there's a mistake. Yeah. So you could you could see some some long relief this weekend because they want it, they're going to use so many guys. I don't think anybody will pitch twice this weekend. I think Brandon Smith and Preston Johnson mm-hmm. are those the two guys that you feel most comfortable following up a starter because they've done it. Those before. two, yes, yes, and then I think third would be Stone Simmons. Yeah, all three of those guys have done that, kind of been in that role. Mm-hmm. I just, I. I really have no clue who's going to be the closer right now, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I just, right. I, I think there's so many options. You don't really know. It's such an important role well, don't, too. Don't forget last year at at going into game one, we, we didn't know what Landon Sims. was going We to knew be. that Landon Sims was probably going to get one of the we have an opportunity to be the closer, but we yep. didn't know he was about to become the, one of the best closers in college baseball. We didn't and know that. one of the things that I thought was, you know, at, at one point early in the season, I thought, man, Landon Sims might be. A good long relief option. Yeah, you know he came in against Texas and he pitched like four innings, struck right. out like ten guys. Yeah, did the same thing against Tulane to to kind of keep Mississippi State in the game that Saturday game that they ended up winning. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he pitched three innings or something like yeah. that. So he looked like a guy that could be a good long relief option. Mm-hmm. But then he just got so valuable in the back end, you couldn't. And you remember the twenty twenty season. Spencer Price was throwing the ball well at the end of the games, and he thought, okay, he's back to where he was yeah. in 2017. Yep. And then, you know, 2021, it just didn't work out for him. Because Spencer, I, I think, closed that – he might have closed that Texas game early in the year last year. I think you're right. And No, then, he didn't close that, but he closed the um, Texas, Tech. Texas Tech game. And then also – he was brought in to close out that Tulane game, but gave up a walk-off home – or not a walk-off, but gave up a home run yeah. that put Tulane back in the game. That Sunday. Yeah, and then he was – that was it. Yep. You know, and then from there, it was Landon Sims was coming out at the end of the game. Yep. I, I just – I feel like you need some, some gas in the back end. A guy that can blow a fastball past somebody. And I, I don't think Spencer Price had it at that point. Um, You need a guy that can come in there and just blow it past somebody. And I – you know, Parker Stinnett can do that if he's throwing strikes. That, that's the key. I mean, you can't have a closer that's walking people. He's got to be able to come in there and throw strikes and command the zone. And um, I, I just have a feeling that Stinnett is is going to be that guy. Yeah, I, I, I think he has that opportunity, but there's there's quite a few guys with opportunities. Let's, let's just go ahead and get into the ad break here. Let's move on into that. Thanks to our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. I would expect some beef to be on the grill in the left field lounge uh, this weekend. Some folks will have some steaks and some burgers out there for sure. Whatever you're looking to cook, there's always going to be a recipe that can add beef, and that's going to make it even more delicious than it already is. Well, you know, I picked up a chuck roast oh, this week. Mississippi I was, pot roast? was going to do that, mm-hmm. but now I'm... I'm torn because Robert St. John tweeted out his, his recipe for pot roast. It's different, yeah. It's not a chuck roast. No, he did a shoulder roast. He did a shoulder. Yeah. But So, I I mean, I, I need to do the chuck roast. You got the chuck roast. Do the chuck roast, then next week. And I know Mississippi pot roast is excellent. So, so. good. So good. Whatever you're looking for, beef has got an answer for you. Whatever you want to put on the t- dinner table for your family. Maybe, maybe you should look into beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. I took Richard Cross, the two brothers, smoked meats today. You Newsflash, he loved it. Thought it was great. Had the pork belly tacos. Ugh. Had some smoked wings. I'm going tomorrow. 
I'm going on game day Friday, 11:30 before the game, with my buddies. I there cannot wait. There you go. Oh, okay. I see. There it is. Well, I'm not one of your buddies, I guess. This is a different group. I, I can't just throw you in the mix like that and, and shock you the system. You did once. We had, did lunch, I? we had lunch with all your friends from church. They invited us. They wanted us to eat. Uh, the with system them. was shocked. I'm just saying. Well, that was they invited us. Just, well, it, it doesn't matter. I had two brothers today anyway, so I'm good. I'm good on two brothers for a little while, okay. at least two days. So, we say it all the time. When you're in Starkville, if two brothers isn't on your list, I don't know that you actually came to Starkville. This weekend, Duty Noble Field, two brothers. Those should be two stops you definitely make. They make it really simple for you with Advantage Business Systems. They give great products and great service. I know every business tells you they do that, but Advantage Business Systems takes it a step further. It's not just about having a few key products. It's about having a wide selection. Everything your business is looking for, copiers and printers, uh, computers and software, information and mailing systems. And then great service, everybody says they have it, but how many people are giving you a local phone number, not a 1-800 number? Not a call center that's overseas. We're talking about you're going to talk to a Mississippian that very day, and it's not a seven. I'll just just give you a personal. I'm dealing with Dell. It's been three weeks of dealing with Dell, and I'm finally at the point where the problem is almost resolved. It's almost resolved. If I had just worked with Advantage Business Systems, I'd probably be done. It'd probably already been taken care of. Shame on me. Simple as that. Advantage Business Systems is the way you need to go. Call them at 601. 601- 362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. That was the preview, which means we're to the pre- we're to the playmaker portion of the show. Okay, Give me a pitcher and a hitter. You, you expect to see big things out of this weekend. Well, Landon Sims, I mean, I've, I don't want to just go with a the cliche there, but you kind of need him to come out looking like a Friday night ace. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what everybody's expecting. If he can't cut it on on Fridays, that's a major concern. Um, and I have no reason to believe he won't. But this is an important start to the, the season. I want to see him come out and blow through the first inning. I want to see him, you know, scatter some hits but not get beat around or anything like that and um, get some strikeouts and, and really look like a Friday ace. that Because Mississippi State needs that nailed down. They need to know on Friday nights they're going to have a, their best dude running out there um, to get you a win in that first win in the series. So he's going to be my, my pitcher, playmaker of the weekend just because I feel like he needs to be. So here's my, my thought process is that I fully believe Landon Sims is going to have a great outing and get the win. So to win the series, one of the other two guys has to kind of do the same. So who do I like better in that situation? I like Cade Smith, to be totally honest with you. I think he's got just a little bit more experience. Uh, just a little. I, mean, I know Casey Hunt's been here longer, but Cade Smith has thrown a little bit, a few more, you know, big innings. Um, and and the Sunday starter, you know, you always feel good about when you're playing a non-conference game. You feel like they may have now. This is a different situation with a West Coast team. They might have a little bit more pitching depth than your average out-of-conference team that comes to Duty Noble Field. But I feel like Kate Smith can get some innings on Sunday and put MSU in a great position to win the series. So I'm going to go with Kate Smith as, as my uh, as my pitching playmaker. What about at the okay. plate? At the plate, I'm going to go in the first weekend with Cam James. I think that um, he's going to come out fired up. That's a guy that I, I really believe is going to be locked in this season and have a really good season. He had his ups and downs last year. He, you know, there there were times where he struggled in the field, 
but most of those times were when he was at shortstop. When he moved to third base, I thought he was solid most of the season. At the plate, he was up and down, um, but he's got so many tools, and I, I feel like year three a lot of times is when those guys really make a jump, and I think he's going to make a huge jump this year. It really feels like he's going to work his, his way into um, an early round um, projection in the draft, and I think this is the weekend to kind of get it started. He's going to get some big hits uh, this weekend and hopefully on Friday night against their ace. Uh, to get Mississippi State out in front, I think I want to. Uh, part of me wants to go with a veteran, and part of me just wants to go with Cullum Clark just for the hell of it. <laughs> you know, because couldn't you see him having like a coming out party and just hitting two or three home runs this weekend? He could. I yeah. mean, he is. He is. He's in a in a bit of a slump. Yeah, dating back to the summer. You know, a, after yeah. that home run he hit against Vanderbilt, he just really slumped, and I. I think a lot of that probably has to do with a true freshman who's been through a rigorous year. You know, he was mm-hmm. sick early in the season, missed right. most of the, the first part of the season. He was kind of thrown in there and ended up becoming an a everyday DH for Mississippi State down the stretch. And a lot of that could be just the guy was mentally and physically worn out uh, after that season. And I think that's you have to proceed with caution there with, with first-year guys. That's what you know. I've always been a, a lot more lenient talking about Jackson Fristo because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are really concerned about right. him. But last year he's never he'd never thrown that many. Yeah. I mean he just pitches. he reached the wall, and when he reached the wall, he wasn't as good. So I think sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah, and the, it could be you know he steps in the box tomorrow and, just and turns it on because yeah. he is a gamer. Yeah, he is a gamer, and I so. think. So that what could happen? I'll ride with Kellum Clark on this one. Let's see what happens from the youngster this weekend. Maybe maybe with some, he can put one uh, one memorable shot out of Duty Noble uh, Field. One more player, give a pitcher or, or position player that you think can make a, a, an impact this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with R.J. Yeager just because I'm excited to see him. I don't think we've talked about him enough. We haven't. We're not talking about him. That was such a huge gift for Mississippi State when they got him from Mercer in the summer. And... You know, a lot of teams wanted him. He was a he was one of the top transfers on the board just because he had such a great year at Mercer, and he's he's one of those that was making that jump for graduation. You know, a lot of you're going to see that more and more guys that are in lower levels that they are so good at where they're at. They they want some more competition and want to go to a bigger place, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's what's happened here with Jaeger. I think that he could have a big weekend as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll see. You you certainly added a lot more power to that position than you had last year with DeBrule. Every year, sort of like the first weekend, somebody has a big weekend. You're like, okay, they're going to be, and then they not they're not. Yeah. So who's at this? It's kind of like your your rat. You know, like in football, yeah. like yeah, we we talk. We somebody's going to hit a home run this weekend, and then he's not going to hit for, yeah. for three weeks. Hunter Hines, maybe Slate Alford. Yeah. I think Hunter Hines has a chance to have a good year if he falls in. Jess in Davis. Who who should uh, I pick? Braylon Skinner. Braylon Skinner maybe. Braylon Skinner is an interesting choice because I'm not going to be totally surprised tomorrow if he starts in center. I was ready to name him the Golden the Golden Spikes Award winner after he hit that home run against LSU. <laughs> I literally said on Twitter like, "Well, who's going to come in second in the Golden Spikes yeah, Award?" I mean, he had, he he got off to a great start. 
But if he started in center tomorrow, I wouldn't be totally surprised. And then I wouldn't be totally surprised if he got some things going and held on to that job for a while. I want to see either him or Jess Davis lock down that spot. Take it and go. Yeah. Just, I mean, and they don't have to hit 325. You know, three, 260, 275. Just don't be an automatic out. I'm the same way with Lane Forsyth. If, if those two positions, because they're going to play so good in the field at center and shortstop, mm-hmm. if they can just be pedestrian with their numbers, mm-hmm. batting average-wise, you're good. You're, I'm not expecting 10 home runs from Forsyth or Davis or, or Braylon Skinner, but just get on base and be a threat at the plate more often than not because I know their defense is going to be great. Yeah, But you need those positions to be locked down because – I just don't think that you want to have another situation, although it works almost every time, but I don't think you want to have another situation where you're having to move guys around. No, I agree. You'd like to get everything locked down here early. I agree. So, prediction? I say State takes the series. I must say State two games to one. So I think State gets Friday and uh, and Sunday. Okay, I could see that. Because um, I think if they get Friday, Saturday, they'll find a way to sweep. So yeah, I, did, I, I think I think Friday is going to be a really good game. Should be. Should I, be. I think it's going to be a pitcher's duel mm-hmm. and like, for both and like, because it's going to be winds blowing in. It's going to be cold. Winds yeah. going to be blowing in. I just I don't think there's going to be a lot of runs scored, but could be wrong. I mean, that's we'll baseball. See. It's hard to predict. No, you're right about that. So, baseball finally here. We'll talk about that. Uh, there'll be some basketball talk. Thank God. I know, right? Women, the women, another tough loss tonight for them. It was. I mean, and. They just they just don't have it in the they tank. They are playing right now. their butts off. I mean, they're playing so hard, and you just, I mean, I'm at the point I'm I'm pulling for them to win these games. The games are forty I, minutes. If they were thirty five, they would have like three more wins. I mean, the Kentucky game was so tough. You were up by fifteen in that game, and you can't hold on. This game, you're you know the crowd is really behind you. They're they're pumped for Charlotte Cole. She had a career night. They're playing so hard, but you could tell even at the beginning of the game that their legs just aren't there. Yeah, and they can't. They're, seven they're, players playing three games in five days is almost—it's almost not safe. Yeah, like you could have canceled this for—I for, mean, I, well, you it, can't for COVID. It's, but, it's, yes, it's, it's a terrible job by the league, but I don't know what else you can do. But it's—you can't do these games. I would have like found a false positive, is what I would have done. But. Anastasia Hayes said that um, Novak has has told them has been very stern with them. Listen to your body. If your body is shutting down, if you feel like you just can't go, you got to tell me. Yeah. Um. Because he doesn't. That's wanna, the only way you got to be. He yeah. doesn't want to run him in the ground. And no, no doubt. You know they're gonna they're gonna take a, a little time off. I think um, tomorrow and rest a little bit. But they're right back to work on Sunday. Yeah. Against Missouri, who is a spoiler, they're they're a team that that just spoils team seasons. Yeah. But they're not playing well right now. This is a winnable game. They need to go up there and get the win somehow. And Tennessee got beat by ten points by Alabama. Yeah. So I mean that's still still doable. Uh, you're, you still got a chance here. And then the men, two games in three days for them with uh, <sighs> Missouri. They have Missouri Missouri here today, uh, six p.m. and then on the road Sunday, a rare Sunday men's game. Actually, that rare Friday men's game as well uh, against the Missouri Tigers. I mean, if we want to play this game, they can't lose any of the next. They can't lose again. <laughs> they they have to win out. If they won out, if they won out, they might be able beating Auburn might sneak them back into a little bit of the conversation. I, I'm but not I'm going to play no. the game. I'm, I'm not, not even going to play the game. We're not playing the game. It's over. Should I cover the men's basketball game tonight? Yes. yes. Or no? I should. Just just because. 
I should go and tweet about this game. People are gonna be like, why? I, I, I just want I'm you not to even work. Gonna, I'm not even going to be at baseball. I'm not going to go to baseball today, but I'm going to basketball. I just want you to work. I, you need to be put to work. I hate you so much. All right. You were supposed to belly flop on the tarp in the rain. I could have come up with the money. I gave him a price. I had $15 in my pocket. Everybody has a price. All right? I, I said what my price was, and they couldn't match it. And Ole Miss people, too. You would oh, think you they would had think deep they got, pockets. They got money in their shoe. I bet if I was a four-star recruit, they'd have found some money. I mean, anyway. Richard and Borky were both wearing pullovers, I think, with polos underneath. Yeah. Big money guys. Big money. Just Richard had a pocket square in his pocket. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Opening weekend. Enjoy Bulldog baseball. We'll be back on Sunday to recap the weekend. Time that was. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Time to play the game! A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.